welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo. And today I wanted to talk with you guys a little bit more about the upcoming changes to the SAT, especially because an alternative does exist. And so one of the questions that I've been getting a lot from parents and from students as well is well, given the changes to the SAT, should I shift to the ACT or what What makes sense, right? Do I continue studying for, for the ACT in the hopes that I get my score before the changes or do I shift to the ACT because the ACT is not changing? So I know that I've done a um, SAT versus ACT comparison before, but just wanted to take this opportunity given the changes that are coming to give some advice as to what you should be doing, what families should be thinking about giving your timeline uh, in terms of test prep. And so this is where we'll start. And actually timeline is probably the thing that I wanted to start with. If you are early on, if you are a middle school student or you are a freshman, I don't think um, it's going to matter. I think by the time that the new SAT is implemented, there will be plenty of practice material. There'll be plenty of time to prepare uh, and get started. But for students who are sophomores, um, for students who are juniors, it becomes a much more important thing to discuss. So first of all, a quick review. Um, I want to talk about what the SAT versus the ACT look like right now and then compare them to what they're going to look like a little bit down the road, keeping in mind, of course, that we don't quite fully know what the format of the new SAT is going to look like. But as of right now, the SAT is graded out of uh, 1600. There are four sections, a reading, a writing, a non-calculator math, and a calculator math section. Okay, so four sections. Uh, the reading section is going to be uh, 55 questions in 65 minutes, or sorry, 52 questions in 65 minutes, and it's going to be five passages, right? So five passages chosen from four passage types. So there will be always be a fiction, right? So there will always be a fiction section, and then there will be a social science, a natural science, and then a history. And then one of those remaining three will be repeated for that fifth one. And so that's the reading section. The writing section is going to be 44 questions, uh, then, and you have uh, 35 minutes to answer those 44 questions, and it will be testing your grammar, your ability to edit, uh, your ability to replace sentences and put, the, put them in the right spot, and then, as well as a little bit of vocabulary. Your non-calculator math is going to be uh, 20 questions in 25 minutes. And so that will be focusing on both the both the calculator and the non-calculator section will be focusing on um, a lot of different types of uh, a lot of different types of algebra, some geometry, so on and so forth. Right? And so and then the finally the calculator math section will be is right now 38 questions in 60 minutes. And so uh, quite a few questions, a lot of word problems are going to start to show up here, um, but testing largely the same skills. So those are the four sections that currently exist on the SAT. Right? The ACT, on the other hand, uh, is also four sections, but right now, as of right now, they are the one test remaining that still has an optional writing section. And there are some universities that, if you do take the ACT, will require the writing section. So just keep that in mind as well. Okay, and so the the ACT is broken up into similar components, but with one main difference being the science section. And so you still have your reading, your grammar, your math, and your science, um, but your science section is going to be focused on whether or not you can read bars or graphs, whether you can understand the basic construction of a science experiment, 
to build that stuff forward. And so uh, the ACT, uh, when compared to the current SAT, has always been looked at as the, um, not easier, but the test where the questions are more straightforward because the real thing that you're being pressed on is time. And so to break down time a little bit, the grammar section, as mentioned on the SAT, is 44 questions in 35 minutes. And so it still is at about uh, one question per minute type pace. But on the uh, ACT, you have 40 questions, you have uh, 40 questions, right? And so you are going to have, uh, uh, sorry, you have 40 minutes. So you have five more minutes, but you have 75 questions to answer. And so you're going to have a lot more questions with a lot less time uh, relative relatively. And what that does mean, though, right, is that those questions are going to be easier. And so that's been the general gist of the ACT versus the SAT is that the SAT has more tricky type of questions, questions that take a little bit longer to understand what they're really asking. Right? And this is especially true for the math word problems, as well as some of the longer reading comprehension problems, whereas the ACT requires you to go faster and uh, requires a lot of food, but therefore the questions are a little bit easier. And so that's a little bit of the initial kind of advice that I've tended to give is that if students are uh, better readers, right, because the uh, if they're better readers, it's, they're usually better off taking the, uh, taking the SAT. Um, the reading is very intense. Uh, there's a lot to go through. Whereas if they're better at doing a lot of easy problems fast, if time is not an issue, then um, the ACT tends to be an easier option, right? And so there's a couple different things that immediately separate them to begin with. However, as we start to evolve, as these tests start to evolve, the ACT has taken a lot of steps forward while the SAT has sort of stood pat. Right. The ACT was the first uh, between the two, right? They've already adopted a, an online version. There is an online test, uh, computer-based test that is available. They have offered more test dates, right? The fact that it is online and the turnaround time can be quicker means that they've generally offered both Friday and Saturday testing times, both morning and afternoon as well. And so for every testing period, whereas for the SAT it's just once a month, for the ACT there's a lot more frequency of the test. Uh, you also get your results back faster, right? And, uh, and if you're comfortable taking it online, that's great too. The ACT is also considering moving forward, they're going to be introducing the um, section-only retesting, which means that if you take those four sections and you um, get three great, but you only and you only kind of messed up on one, you can retake that just that section as opposed to having to retake the test all the way from the beginning, right? And so the ACT has um, always been a little bit ahead of the SAT in terms of providing more easily accessible opportunities for a wider number of people to take the test. And you can see that pressure in how the SAT is responding. And so the SAT College Board, of course, part of it is economics, right? They lost tremendous market share to the ACT last year um, and around $300 million as well. And so financially, Part of their goal is to get as many people re-registered for the SAT who chose to either not submit their scores or who chose to submit for the, to take the ACT instead.
want some free time this summer, have you thought about pre-college summer programs in the U.S.? Consider taking college-level courses from a school on your college list. Challenge yourself with rigorous academics, learn real-world skills from an accredited institution, and familiarize yourself with the academic style of American universities. Applications to these exciting programs are competitive, time-intensive, and most importantly, due very soon. So, if you are interested in these programs, let the expert consultants at TA help you with identifying a program that matches your academic interests and aspirations, creating captivating application essays, completing various aspects of the application on time, and assembling a competitive academic profile. Don't pass up on this amazing opportunity. Book a consultation with TA today and select from hundreds of fun programs, both virtual and abroad, for you to consider. that means a couple things, right? One is to uh, try to create this impression that the SAT is easier, right? One of the biggest challenges for the SAT has been that it is this beast that seems to require not just you taking the test, but requires you also paying an additional kind of fee to tutoring, to test prep, to buy all the different books from Princeton and Kaplan, et cetera, et cetera, that there was this mystique around the SAT that required all of these other different resources in order to just be competent, right? The uh, and so perception-wise, the College Board is incentivized to make a test that at least in terms of perception is accessible, is easy, is not overwhelming, and so that there will be more people who want to take the test. And, and so that makes, that makes sense, right? And, that, um, and so given the current changes to the SAT, uh, that also makes sense. So to review now the current changes to the SAT, the new SAT is going to be two hours. It is going to be digital only. There will no longer even be a paper option. And they are simplifying a, a lot of the reading and the math sections. Now, what that means, we will have yet to see. But what we do know is that the reading section will be shorter passages, and there will only be one question per passage. Even the ACT is 10 questions per passage. There are four passages, 40 questions. There's 10 questions per passage. The, AC, the new SAT is going to be one question per passage. Now, that does mean that the question might be more tricky, might be more nuanced, right? um, but it does mean that certain things, in my opinion, certain things like vocabulary are not going to be as tested. Right? And the math, they are making it so you can use your calculator for all of it. Um, and uh, and they are getting rid of the word problems. Not getting rid of them, but they're going to make them fewer, and they're going to make them less wordy. Right? And so just off of an initial preliminary reading of this, right? um, as well as the questions will be adaptive, right? They will change according to how you're answering the questions, right? If you get them right, you get a harder question. If you get it wrong, you get an easier question. And so all of that... Um, goes to articulate a couple different things. One, the College Board is really wanting to create this perception that there is an easy test option for you. Number two, the all-digital adaptive questioning is one very, very easy, well, time-intensive because you need to build a really big bank of questions, but is one way to try to combat a lot of the very rampant cheating that you're seeing, especially in China, but many in many other places as well. And so that easier test becomes a, the, or even the perception of an easier test, hopefully will encourage more people to sign back up, right? And encourage people to reconsider it when they've shifted maybe over to the ACT. So 
given those changes and given internationally for international students that change is coming as quick as next March should you switch right um, if you are early on in your test prep process does it make sense to given the uncertainty around the new test given that there also is uncertainty of how it's going to be viewed does it make sense to switch tracks and focus on the ACT which is not going to change which is going to stay the same um, for the remainder of your high school career and so wanted to give some guidance depending on your situation for that and generally with a lot of my students what we've been working with is that if you are a rising junior right so your 10th grade your rising junior right for rising juniors the goal generally is to try to get the SAT or the whatever test prep that you need for getting into college my recommendation is always to get it done before the start of junior year junior year is crazy intense there is a lot going on and if you can get the test prep out of the way that's amazing everything will be so much easier if you can get it out of the way so with that in mind then right um, most of my students are aiming for taking the august sat and really knocking it out of the park for the august sat so they will be using a portion of the summer to really focus try to get that score up and they will take the august original well, original but they will be taking the august sat and that is kind of the focus to try to just knock it out and um, then you don't even need to worry about the changes and then it also opens up the uh, it opens you up to uh, doing more things that are of interest to you instead of just spending a huge portion of your junior year doing test prep um, so that is all very contingent on getting the score right but i've been using that to kind of put a little bit of pressure on students so that's why you want to get the score in because you don't want to have to change midstream right and so the uh so if you are a rising junior and you've already started to you've already picked the sat and you're already moving in that direction then it makes sense to really try to gun for within that within this calendar year right so the august test to the october test the December test to really try to get your test score out of the way and that's very very doable uh, the SAT um, and the reason why you would want to do this is if you've already invested time in test prep you already feel like the SAT is the right thing for you you have three opportunities starting in August to really try to get that test out of the way and um, before the changes happen and so really use that as kind of to set a bit of a to make it a bit of a priority for yourself to make sure that you get your testing done in those particular cases i don't advise switching to the act because you've already invested time in learning the sat um, and uh, and i think that there are plenty of opportunities to get that score out of the way and you should be aiming to get that score that uh, and get that testing out of the way anyways before uh, junior year gets too deep into it right now if you are younger right um i think that um i think that it makes sense to well before we get to if you're younger let me put it this way if you are a rising junior right now and you have not decided on what test to take if you are a current sophomore you're going to be a junior next fall and you're just finishing up algebra 2 and you don't know what you want to start studying right you haven't decided first of all take a mock right that i will always recommend that as a priority take a mock figure out where you are and we can go from there however right if that's the case right if you are a rising junior you have no test prep experience in that case right that would be the time where i would consider taking the act if you've already started studying the sat as a rising junior don't worry about it 
right? Um, but if you are a uh, rising junior and you haven't started the test prep process, take a mock first to figure things out. But for you, I would recommend taking the uh, starting your practice on the ACT to begin with. Most times with most students, um, even with a summer to prep, that first couple tests are not going to be uh, are usually not going to read you the results if you haven't done test prep before. There are very, of course, there are cases where a student just gets it and is able to rock it. Um, but in general, uh, a lot of students are going to struggle that first time. And then your October and your December tests, while they are options, I generally don't recommend them just because the October and December tests are going to be happening right in the middle of some very important timings uh, during your high school career especially as junior year. Right? October is mid-sem. You're right in the mid-semester. You're just getting used to your crazy load of APs or your really intense IBs. You just started to get used to those things. You need to get those done well. Right? Academics and your grades are always going to take priority over test prep, especially now in a more test-optional environment. Your grades and the difficulty of your classes are A1 number one priority. And um, in October, you have your you're still just getting used to them. In December, a lot of you, a lot of you have finals, right? So October, December are kind of a wash. And so generally, what we've seen for students is that you aim big for August, and then you aim big for the following March. But if you are just starting to take the SAT, you would be aiming big for August, and then you would have to switch. Right? because you're going for the March test, which is going to be an entirely different format. And so in those cases, I would recommend um, you just start from the beginning with the ACT so you don't have to do this assuming that you don't get your scores, the, the scores you want right away. You won't have to do sort of some mid-season swap, right? some mid-school year swap to an entirely new format and have to relearn everything. Um, and the other part is that the, the new SAT, we don't know how that's going to be accepted yet. If the view is that it is an easier test, right? if the perception is that it is an easier test, then the score requirements are going to be higher, and even high scores won't be as, as well received as they were before. And this is especially considering that because international students are getting it earlier, you will be competing with against American students who are taking the old version of the SAT. That is still a known factor. That is still understood, right? And so now it introduces all these different metrics of even if I were to get a good score on this new test, because it is a new test, who knows how it's going to be received, right? And so it introduces that uncertainty as well, right? Is a 1500 on the new test the same thing as a 1500 before? I don't know. And I don't think admissions officers do either because we haven't seen the test yet. And we will try to. But, uh, and of course, we, I will be doing my best to make sure I get my hands on whatever samples we can. Or, and especially once the material comes out, we will be updating um, everything that we can to make sure that you all have the best knowledge. But the reality right now is that the SAT, the new SAT, is an unknown. And where the CACT will continue to, sit, to stay the same and will continue to be a known factor. And so if you are a rising junior and you have not made up your mind uh, in terms of test prep, or if you're a rising sophomore, if you finished Algebra 2 and you feel you're ready to start taking the test, if you're a rising sophomore or even younger and you feel you have the capability to do well, then I would consider focusing on the ACT just because your practice will go longer. Your practice will 
take you further because you will be investing in the exact same test for the entire calendar year as opposed to investing in one test for half the year and then another test for the second half of the year. So those would be kind of my two recommendations. If you're choosing between the SAT and the ACT, first of all, know for certain if you are more SAT or more ACT, right? That's going to be really, really important. So take a mock in each. But in general, if you have already started SAT test prep, if you have already kind of moved in that direction, stick to the SAT, but really put in the time and the commitment to get the testing done by August, right? That would be that should be especially with a lot of things locked down for the summer, right? Spend some time, really focus, dedicate your time and energy to getting that August SAT out of the way, right? If you are a uh, rising junior or sophomore and you have not considered test prep yet, you are finishing Algebra 2, right? you are getting ready for things, you have not made a decision yet, obviously still take a mock as well. But in your case, I would really consider taking the ACT and letting that be your test of choice. You will have more options to take the test. It will be the same test and testing materials that um, throughout the year as you are preparing. Right? And, um, and you will be a known factor to colleges, right? Colleges will get what the score is. And you also, won't, your score will be, will mean the same thing as an American student taking the, taking the test, right? Whereas the SAT, the new SAT, your score on that new SAT will, I'm not sure how that's going to stand up or compare to American students who are also taking the test. And so those are the two main situations, right? Rising junior who's already done some test prep and has focused, been focusing on the SAT, stick to it, get it done. Right? The uh, rising junior or rising sophomore uh, who has not figured out what test they want to take, try them out, probably take the ACT. Right? It will just be a more consistent uh, practice for you. Um, and that's kind of where I would fall on those. Again, as this is a constantly changing thing, as more information becomes available, we will um, update you. The SAT just uh, released options for students to sign up for a pilot if you are in the US, to sign up for a pilot of the new test uh, that will be rolling out pretty quickly. And so once that data comes in, we'll have a little bit more perspective as well. But um, in the meantime, that would be my recommendation in terms of where you start investing your time, your resources, and your focus uh, um, when, de when deciding between the SAT and the ACT, all right? And so hopefully that was helpful. Um, that helps give some clarity as to what your approach to test preparation should be, which is a factor that while it's diminishing in terms of its significance, is still a big deal, okay? So good luck with that. Um, again, if you have any questions, obviously you know how to contact us directly, um, either at college at tokyoacademics.com or directly to me, at Tyler at TokyoAcademics.com and uh, that will be it for today and remember the key to getting in is getting ready.